Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on your smart speaker. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. I'm Amber Wilson. She's Courtney Cronin. We are filling in today for Mike Greenberg on this 2-22-2022, a lucky day for many. And maybe a lucky day for all of us who are kind of getting tired of the Aaron Rodgers watch because he put up the Instagram post last night. We're calling it Monday Night Gratitude. That's what he hashtagged it. And Courtney and I are both big fans of gratitude, practicing gratitude, taking some time in your life to thank those who mean something to you and evaluating what you're grateful for. However, this gratitude comes specifically right before the franchise tag period opens today, which of course very much affects the future of most notably Devonte Adams. And we've always thought that Adams has something to do with what happens there in Green Bay, of course, with Aaron Rodgers. So the timing of this, perhaps a little suspect in his Monday night gratitude, Courtney, he said a whole lot of nice things. And I don't know if we're any closer to knowing what the heck Aaron Rodgers is going to do. No, and that's the beauty. It's the beauty of the beautiful mystery that comes with these posts that he likes to make, right? Is Where, it beautiful or is it getting tired? Um, it's beautiful to him, I think, because everyone's talking about it. I mean, the Pat McAfee show, whenever that drops, the next podcast is going to be must-see podcasting or must see live streaming. Um, and that's, that's I think, where what Aaron Rodgers inevitably wants. Because he knows that anytime he posts something like this, people are going to be talking about it and going to try to dissect it. I mean, look at what he's doing to you and me right now. He's turning us into his pawns because we're trying to be like, wow, okay, this was the day before the franchise tag window opened. What does it mean? Does it mean that Devontae Adams is somehow not going to get tagged or those two have a bigger plan worked out or Aaron Rodgers is actually staying in Green Bay so Adams will stay in Green Bay it leads down all of these rabbit holes that make us think okay we really know what Aaron Rodgers is thinking right well I don't know if we're any closer to getting there after seeing this post than we were at the time where he said you know during his MVP when he received the award, his press conference afterwards, he'd be making decisions soon. He wasn't going to keep people waiting. Does it feel, Amber, like we're close to trying to to, to figuring out what go- he's going to do in 2022 and beyond? I'd like to think so, just given the timing of where free agency stands. We're just about you know three weeks away from that. But beyond that, I don't think we know anything more about where Aaron Rodgers stands other than He's glad that Shailene Woodley gave him the capacity to love him and to be loved in return, which is great. You know, like I'm all for Aaron Rodgers with things like that. And he thanked his quarterback room. He thanked his teammates. He thanked Green Bay. Does it feel like a goodbye post? I don't put it past Aaron Rodgers, but knowing kind of what the situation is right now and all the unknowns about where he could go, certainly Denver seems like they'd be like the leading favorite if it's not Green Bay. More ambiguity. More things for us to discuss and parse through. And, you know, it was last week that Rob Domofsky, ESPN NFL Nation reporter, uh, and Jeremy Fowler, I know we had him on Greeny last Friday, we were talking about Aaron Rodgers, and it's like, yo, has he come to a decision? And they were saying he wasn't close to one yet. So 
Who really oh, knows? Please. He's had a decision for the last year. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance, small business protection for more than vehicles with insurance expertise to keep your company moving forward. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. I know all the reports are against what I just said. I know all the official reports and the people plugged in say that he was legitimately making a decision here. I have a hard time believing that he hasn't at least made one by this point. I do feel like we've been doing this song and dance for a very long time. Now, 12 days ago, Aaron Rodgers said that we wouldn't have to wait very long for his decision, even though I feel like we've been waiting since last offseason, frankly, for his decision about what he's actually going to do in the future here. But it does feel like to me, Courtney, because you asked, are we any closer? We're closer, I think, just because of the time period we're in, which is, I think, why this post comes. And I think at some point here, we do have to get that transparency from him. And I think that's coming sooner rather than later. I don't think we're closer from this post, though. I mean, we're not any closer than we were before this post 24 hours ago, knowing whether this is a goodbye or whether this is a continuation of a hello. This post was very thoughtfully written. You mentioned him thinking his presumably ex-fiance, according to the report. Maybe this throws some doubt into that. But even that component of this post, it's nice, but it feels like he knows that we've been talking about the breadcrumbs. And last week, the big news was they split ways. And what does that mean in terms of Denver? Because she owns the house in Boulder. And does that factor into this conversation? Was that why he wanted to go to Colorado? And maybe now he wouldn't want to go to Colorado. All of these things he's hearing. And he knows that we're having these conversations. And he knows that if he puts this post up, we're going to have even more conversations. And so he's kind of casting doubt. I don't now know whether I believe they're broken up. And I also don't know what it means (laughs) in terms of his future with the Green Bay Packers. And this is exactly what he wants. He wants us dissecting it all and trying to unpack it all. Well, I can tell you one thing that is for certain about the future of Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers is that Matt LaFleur sold him when he told reporters earlier this offseason that the Packers are not going to rebuild this roster in spite of, God, they're really in salary cap hell. So that you have to start thinking forward of like, okay, does he know something about Mason Crosby, Zadarius Smith, Billy Turner, Randall Cobb, um, you know, all the players that could eventually, could eventually be cap casualties, or Preston Smith, Kenny Clark, Aaron Jones, guys who would potentially see their contracts restructured and actually retained. Like, there are so many moving parts here for the Green Bay Packers, which is where this conversation needs to go. And it starts with Devontae Adams. It starts with the franchise tag and figuring out, okay, what happens if if they tag him, they've got to be damn sure confident that Aaron Rodgers is going to be their quarterback in 2022 because I can promise you if he's not and Devontae Adams gets tagged, he is going to hold out. He's not going to try to agree to that long-term deal before the July 15th deadline and that you inevitably walk into a tag and trade situation where he ends up on someone else's roster next year. So certainly... The people in the front office in Green Bay know a little bit more what's going on than obviously you or I or anybody else who can speculate on this. But the move that's going to come with Adams, potentially, if he if he does get franchise tagged, and a reminder, that window opened today, February 22nd, and that goes all the way through um, – till March 8th. That's the deadline. I believe it's 4 p.m. Eastern that day. So they've got some time, but 
this is only the very tip of the iceberg for a very chaotic offseason for the Green Bay front office and trying to figure out, okay, if we really are going to try to keep this thing together, how do we do it? Because there are so many financial restraints that are currently on this team. Oh, and by the way, trying to figure out, like, what are you going to give Aaron Rodgers in exchange for this? What are you going to give Devontae Adams to keep them happy and potentially keep them in Green Bay? Well, it all boils down to where Aaron Rodgers is going to be. You mentioned the cap situation in Green Bay. You mentioned the comments that they don't want to rebuild. They could be being genuine, or they could also just be saying things that they think maybe will help Aaron Rodgers stay in Green Bay. We're talking I mean, they about- just hired his quarterback's coach from a long right. time ago, Tom Clements, the other day, and who knows if that's too little too late, but that's absolutely a good faith move to try to like entice him. Hey, we got your guy. Let's keep him here. I mean, it's very obvious the Packers want to run it back. And it's all going to boil down to whether Aaron Rodgers wants to run it back. And that is going to hinge, too, you would think, on what they do here, even with Devontae Adams, whether they're franchise tagging him, whether they're signing him, whether he's going to walk in free agency next month, which you and I have a hard time wrapping our heads around that one. So it all boils down to Aaron Rodgers' future. He knows that. He knows that this all opens up today, and he knows that he has to make a decision here or at least announce to us his decision because, again, I have a hard time believing he hasn't already made that decision. But what's interesting about this post is some people are reading it like a goodbye post. But if Courtney, if he actually says goodbye, like if he comes out and he says, okay, you know, I'm leaving Green Bay, they're going to have to trade me somewhere else, then don't we still have to get the actual goodbye post? Like, I don't feel like that this would suffice then as the goodbye post. I think he still has to come out and give the whole like actual goodbye to an era in Green Bay post. So I don't really know what the point of this post is other than you and I have now spent like an hour and 15 minutes on it. You know, he might've just been, been feeling his feelings on Monday night and said, okay, you know, I'm going to put this out there. This seems like the right time to do it late at night on a Monday. No one will notice it. You know, I can kind of just like sneak it under the radar. Maybe, maybe it's a call to Shailene Woodley to like try to get, get back. back in her good graces. I don't know. Again, I was speculating earlier. Maybe she blocked him, and this is her way, his way of like passive aggressively trying to contact her through social media. Again, speculation. And again, I am not a therapist, so I have no, absolutely no idea the logic behind this ambiguous post other than maybe he's practicing mindfulness. Maybe it's a gratitude exercise. But again, at the end of this, We've talked ourselves into a circle here. We know nothing more about where Aaron Rodgers stands and whether this is truly goodbye than we did before this post was made. I wonder if Aaron Rodgers, since presumably he's in the job hunt here, I wonder, does Aaron Rodgers use ZipRecruiter? The job search can be long, a frustrating journey, and that's why ZipRecruiter's AI does so much of the work for you. Aaron. It does so much of the work for you. They send you jobs you can apply to with just one click, like maybe the Denver Broncos, and they pitch your profile to employers. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. Even with Brady retired and AB long gone, the drama surrounding the Tampa Bay Buccaneers continues. That is next. This is Greeny, Amber Wilson, and Courtney Cronin filling in for Mike Greenberg. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin filling in for Greeny. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Antonio Brown, he's no longer with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Courtney, but he's not taking a break from trying to stick it to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this time he took to social media. He went on a tirade, a lot of potty words that I can't say here on ESPN Radio. But basically, he lodged complaints against his former team, many of which we'd already heard before. He went after Tom Brady this time as well. He went after Bruce Arians. He said that Brady lied to him about throwing him the ball, that Brady had promised essentially to throw him the ball if he was willing to play through injury, and that Brady was not giving him the ball. He continued to insi- insist that Bruce Arians made him play hurt, and he blamed the Bucks for his injury to begin with. And he even posted on social media an x-ray of his ankle, which I'm no doctor, so frankly it didn't help me decipher anything more about Antonio Brown's injury. But this is Antonio Brown being in Antonio Brown. However, he is saying the same things that we have continued to hear from Antonio Brown since he walked out on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What do you make of all this at this point? Are you just are we at a place where like we're tuning out AB because it's so much or is he helping his position? Oh, I was at that place the Saturday after the tirade in the Meadowlands and him taking his jersey off because I was on radio that day and I was like, you know what? This is probably going to be the last time I talk about this on air because I'm just going to like railroad my producer and be like, nope, sorry, not talking about it. I just don't understand. He like loves Tom Brady one moment. He like hates him the next moment. He's like, Tom said he'd throw it to me if I came to play hurt. He didn't throw it to me. Well, my good buddy, John Ledyard, who who's down in the Tampa, in the Tampa area, he works for the Draft Network. He actually like put together a little stat sheet here uh, showing that Antonio Brown was targeted by Tom Brady way more per pass play than any other receiver on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 30.2% target share per passing snap for AB. You know who was next? Mike Evans at 16.6% target share per passing snap. Um, So I tend to think that some of that has, like, you know, he was just upset about what happened that game. And, yeah, he made some pretty serious allegations that the team forced him to play. And remember the text message that came out via his lawyer showing an alleged exchange between Bruce Arians and Antonio Brown saying – we're not going to sit you. We're not going to arrest you. Come ready to play. Get your treatment, the whole thing. And then, you know, he keeps he keeps saying that, like, insisting that Arians made him play hurt and that, you know, the Buccaneers knew the situation far more than they're letting on. I think he's doing this in a way to kind of keep his name, keep this, you know, these allegations on the top of mind because, remember – he said he was going to pursue legal action against the team. As, as far as I know, we haven't seen any of that stuff take place just yet. So I'm not entirely sure what to make of it other than he's talking because we stopped talking about him. Well, I think that also he's trying to maybe stay in the market for another team at some point. And this is kind of his way of doing that. Like, hey, forget that whole literal walkout on national television on my team while in a game thing that I did, I had reasoning 
for doing it. And I, I, I do understand that if you're a player and a player like Antonio Brown, who we know does give great care to his body and is an unbelievably talented player, I understand that if you felt like you were being forced to play through injury or you were being encouraged to do things that might not be in your best interest from a physical health perspective, uh, and also then you weren't receiving the ball when you thought you should be. So you're risking your body, you're risking your future, and you're not receiving the ball like you thought. I can understand a frustration there. Uh, Some of this problem is the messenger in Antonio Brown. Some of it is how he went about with this message, quitting on his team as publicly as he did, ripping off his clothes on the way out of the stadium, which we will all remember forever. Mike Evans did recently uh, an interview with Yahoo Sports, and he did talk about how AB was frustrated during that game because he felt like he wasn't getting the rock. Mike Evans said he was saying he wanted the rock, and I mean rightfully so. We should have got him the rock. I mean, he's an unbelievable player. Like, yo, come in the game, AB. So in that statement, I feel like Evans is almost acknowledging that in that game, maybe Brady should have been targeting Antonio Brown more. But to your point, Courtney, it does feel like he kind of forgot about all the targets before that, because certainly he was a player, maybe not that one game withstanding, but he was a player who was very much targeted by Tom Brady during his tenure with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I don't think that this story is going away anytime soon. I think he's such a talented player, frankly, that I'm not even sure his career with the NFL is fully over. What kind of person would you be if you are living in a nightmare every day. From the executive producers of Lost comes the new Epics original series, From. A gripping supernatural thriller, From takes place in a mysterious exitless town that traps all those who enter. When the sun goes down, the inhabitants are hunted by creatures that emerge from the forest. Starring Harold Perrineau, From, watch only on Epics right now. Plus, watch thousands of movies and acclaimed original series. Watch live or stream it. That's only on Epics. Get the channel or the app right now. The Steelers say they have confidence in Mason, Mason Rudolph. I mean, what? Uh, that's next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Rogers is grateful, maybe also grateful for the headlines this morning. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin filling in for Greeny. And Aaron Rodgers is making waves. He put up the late night hashtag Monday night gratitude post on Instagram where he thanked 
Everybody who's anybody in the Packers organization, his teammates, obviously Green Bay. And then he also thanked his ex-fiance or supposedly ex-fiance. He thanked Shailene Woodley. A very emotional post, one that some people are reading as a goodbye, one that some people are reading as a hello or a continuation of a hello. Let's see what Tim Hasselback thinks about that post. ESPN NFL analyst joining us. And Tim, we have to start in the most obvious place. Other than him maybe wanting us to have this conversation today, what was the purpose of that post? What do you make of it from Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, um, well, the purpose of it, who knows? I mean, it could be, um, you know, Aaron wanting to literally just be like, hey, thank you to people who kind of made this, a uh, year, a fun one for me. I mean, it could literally be authentic. Uh, it also could be, um, you know, a, a bit of a goodbye, as you said. Like, it could be all of those things. And so, you know, my reaction to it, and I guess my reaction in general with a lot of the stuff that Aaron, you know, has done or said over the last year or so is um, to kind of just, like, take it at its face value. You know, like, everything he said about, you know, his relationship with the Packers at the start of training camp, like he was honest. Everything he said kind of throughout the year, I feel like he was being, you know, fairly transparent about how he felt about things. And so for that reason, I'll just say, like, maybe he's just thankful for, um, you know, having a chance on a Monday night to probably have a couple drinks and say, hey, appreciate you guys. I like that Tim believes what some of our callers have said this morning, that maybe Aaron Rodgers was a couple deep when he decided to uh, you know, <laughs> open up the old Instagram and pour out uh, his heart for, for uh, all intents and purposes into that gratitude post. Now, he did this on the heels or on the evening of the franchise tag window opening, which you know, for NFL people, that's, 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 that's something that you raise a little bit of an eyebrow at, and it makes me wonder the question of to franchise tag or to not tag Devonte Adams. I mean, this is a team, Tim, that is $49 million or so over the cap right now. They've got to do a lot of gymnastics to be able to get under by the time the new league year starts in a couple weeks. But can you give me like a pro and a con on why you would and why you wouldn't tag Devonte Adams? Well, I think the, the reason you tag him is, one, he's nearly 30 years old, so you're not committing a long-term deal to a player that's nearly 30. Um, and he's obviously one of the best wide receivers in the game. And so, in a sense, it's actually a bargain to franchise tag Devontae Adams. I think the other pro alongside of that is, I think if Devontae Adams is in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is more likely to be playing in Green Bay. So, I would say that, you know, as far as the con, um, you know, in terms of signing him to, uh, you know, the franchise tag is he's not going to be happy with it. Um, and so you're going to have to manage that. Um, and then, you know, the other side of that is, you know, Aaron, you know, has talked a lot about, um, you know, how people have been treated in Green Bay. It was one of his issues when you heard him talk at the start of training camp. And Devontae Adams has certainly played well enough to, um, you know, deserve a new deal. And um, and so, you know, as his friend, I'm sure that, that Aaron wants Devontae, you know, to get paid as much as, you know, he can possibly get paid. So I just think that, you know, there are some scenarios there. And, then I, and to kind of give you another, you know, I guess con on it would be, you know, if you are going to end up kind of restarting uh, and, you know, doing a bit of a rebuild with Jordan Love, then, you know, maybe it, it makes sense to, 
you know, see what you can get by trading, you know, a kind of a, a trade and sign with Devontae Adams uh, so that you can help continue to build things around Jordan Love if that's the direction that you need to head. Tim Hasselback on with Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin filling in for Greeny. So, Tim, you mentioned uh, tag and trade, a tag or a sign. The thing that you didn't mention is him becoming a free agent, which, of course, would happen if they don't tag or sign him next month. By next month, he'd be a free agent. I mean, is there any scenario where you could see Green Bay allowing him to walk in free agency? No, not not at all. He's too good and he's too productive and – Look, as much as he doesn't want to be, you know, franchised, it's the best thing for the Green Bay Packers. And listen, if Aaron decides, listen, like I'm done or I'm going to force my way out somehow, look, in year one of Devontae Adams, or excuse me, as Jordan Love is the, the starting quarterback, you would want to have Devontae Adams be part of it. And part of the issue with Green Bay and their salary cap is what Aaron is due this coming year. So if Aaron is not there, um, then you know their financial situation looks drastically different um, if they're not carrying, you know, a, a starter type contract on their books. Another team that has to get itself under the salary cap to do some reworkings of a couple deals before the start of the league year is the New York Giants. Now they're obviously not in as dire of a situation as the Green Bay Packers are, but a lot of moving parts and a lot of pieces that may or might, may not be there. And new general manager Joe Shane talked about building an offense around Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley rather than, like, tearing it down and then rebuilding from scratch. He'd say he doesn't want to purge the roster. I ask you, Tim, is that the right approach considering what we know about Saquon Barkley and just what we haven't seen, frankly, because he's been so injured and – the unknowns around someone like Daniel Jones who might not be there much longer. I don't think it's the right process. New GM, new coach. Um, I would agree, you know, in terms of the assessment, I feel like we do know what Daniel Jones is. Daniel Jones isn't all of a sudden going to become Josh Allen because Brian Dayball is coaching them. Like it's just not going to happen. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, this time of year when we hear general managers talk, like we just need to remember like what we have just entered into. Like it's late February and no one is telling the truth. Like I don't care how well you know them or trust them or think they're being honest. Like it just, you know, it's the time of year where, you know, guys are going to be like, yeah, we are so excited to, to build around, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. But the minute they could get something great for Saquon, they'd trade him. And the minute that, you know, uh, Russell Wilson, you know, could end up as the starting quarterback for the the New York Giants, they would take it. So, like, I think it's just kind of that, that time of year where guys are saying things that, like, look, there might be a fraction of truth to it, but the reality is they're they're not telling the truth because it's late February. Do you mean to tell me the Steelers saying they're comfortable with Mason with Mason Rudolph isn't the truth? <laughs> Tim Hasselback, is that what you that's what you're telling me? Hey, I'm saying that there's a fraction of truth to it. Uh, like I think with Kevin Colbert's like, look, if we played a game today, he would be our starter. Of course, because the draft hasn't happened yet. They haven't been able to work a trade. And so if they played a game today, Mason Rudolph would be their starting quarterback. Like, thank you, Kevin. That's fantastic. Uh, so there's a fraction of truth to it, but you are going to look like crazy for an upgrade at the position. That's just what you're going to do in Pittsburgh. 
So you mentioned something that I wanted to just touch base on before we let you go here, uh, Tim, it's about Russell Wilson and, and the Seattle Seahawks. And, you know, that's kind of been one of the quieter quarterback question marks that we haven't truly delved into so much this offseason because it's been Aaron Rodgers. It's been whether Tom Brady's going to unretire or not. Um, and we still realize that there is this lurking thing with under the surface with Seattle and, you know, whether mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is in the best place to contend for a Super Bowl there. Like, do we think that that conversation is dying down for good in terms of him staying considering, considering he's under contract in Seattle or potentially do you see him on the move? You know what? I I don't think this is done because, you know, like, you know, you said under the surface and, and, you know, I think kind of last year, I don't know, like there's part of it for me. I, I guess if I'm really thinking about it, I think that it has had the perception as we've all talked about it as being under the surface, but I think this thing is completely out in the open. Like I I think he doesn't want to be there. I think that there is enough people there that have influence they would be happy to move on from him. I, I, okay. It is my understanding that if the Chicago Bears had something to offer Seattle that they wanted in terms of a quarterback a year ago, that Russell Wilson would have been dealt. Like They've been ready to move him. I think they want to move him. He's had his agent say where he would like to go. Now, obviously, some of those spots don't make sense anymore, but like – I, I to me this is out in the open. He doesn't want to be there. I don't think they want him there, and so I do think there's a really good shot he ends up somewhere else. But I, I also believe that it's contingent on Seattle being comfortable with their next quarterback. And I think there's just you know there's enough guys moving this year that I think Seattle could could end up being comfortable with who they end up with. Tim Hasselback unpacking the half-truths of this portion of the NFL offseason for us. Thanks, Tim, for joining us. All right, see you guys. The college basketball season is heating up, and that means the Wendy's Wooden Watch has begun. Go to ESPN.com and search Wooden Watch for the list of Wooden Award nominees to watch as this season rolls on. Last night, Ohio State's EJ Liddell had 16 points, 7 boards, and an 80-69 win over Indiana. Every day is a game with the Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of the NCAA. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Now, Courtney, the NFL season. It's stealing the headlines even in the offseason because of all of this quarterback talk. There's another quarterback who we also have no idea what his future holds. And arguably, he's a top five quarterback in the league. In terms of headlines, though, there's not a ton of talk lately about Deshaun Watson. And I think in part because, and you and I spoke about this back when these civil lawsuits were filed, when I had said on air, like, this is going to be a long process. And every time you and I have had a conversation about Deshaun Watson, I've told you, you know, this is going to be a long process. We're not getting a resolution anytime soon. Well, now the latest on the Deshaun Watson scenario doesn't lead us to any closer to a resolution in terms of his football career. But something did happen that I wanted to mention to you from a legal perspective. So Deshaun Watson's lawyers were in court this week, and they were essentially trying to get his 
in, uh, impending deposition in his 22 civil cases delayed because he's at a point now in these cases where he can be deposed. And so his lawyers were arguing that he shouldn't be deposed right now because there's still a pending criminal investigation. And apparently they expect that criminal investigation to have com- concluded and us to know whether Deshaun Watson is getting charged by April 1st. They have reason to believe that decision is coming down by April 1st. So they were arguing in front of the judge that he shouldn't be deposed because if he's deposed and he says anything that could be incriminating, it would go towards the investigation, harm him there since there's high stakes here with this pending criminal investigation. So let's get him deposed in these civil actions after we have some sort of resolution here in terms of the criminal investigation. The lawyer representing the women who had filed those 22 civil actions were arguing that it's it's long due overtime for us to be able to depose Deshaun Watson. He'd been taking, apparently, according to uh, the lawyers uh, on on the side of the alleged victims, they've had something like 75 hours of testimony or more um, that Deshaun Watson's lawyers have been able to take of the alleged victims. So those were the arguments being made. Basically, the judge found a middle ground and mm-hmm. said, okay, for the women who had filed the criminal complaints, uh, in addition to the civil complaints, then we're not going to allow him to be deposed in those cases, those civil cases, until there's a resolution here with the criminal investigation. For the women who didn't ever file anything criminal in nature against Deshaun Watson, then he could go ahead and be deposed right now. I think that's something like nine cases. Yeah. And I think the thing that we realize here, too, from like a football perspective, and remember, like this was supposed to be the year this offseason, the Houston Texans can finally part ways with him. They don't have a lot of options right now. I mean, this thing is very complex. It sounds like they're just kind of kicking this thing, the can down the road, so to speak, for another couple months, and that it's going to be kind of an ongoing thing. So, like, barring any sort of minor miracle that would clear the way to get him traded before the start of the new league year, which is on March, March 16th, here are their options. So they can go ahead and pay Deshaun Watson – $40 million to basically do what he was doing all last season. Absolutely nothing. Um, and that's not a great option, obviously. They can cut him, cut their losses. Um, that's not an option either. It's a $35 million dead cap hit. And if you really want to be done with him, that's that's one way to go about it. If you think that this thing is just going to keep dragging out and it's not going to get solved anytime soon, you're going to I mean, miss you your window. you can't get nothing in return you for a player that You can't do that. Um they can pay him, continue to pay him, then try to, like, get some of their money back by fining him. But, like, it is just, like, not there are not a lot of good options for the Houston Texans right now as it stands when they're trying to figure out, okay, what is their plan for the quarterback position in 2022, and can they finally be done with the Deshaun Watson uh, drama that's been surrounding this team now for, for two years? And, you know, what we find out yesterday is that this is just going to elongate the process even further, and... I just well, don't think of, we're going to have any resolution. We're not. Soon. The one thing I'll say, so a lot of people are saying, oh, well, this was, you know, a, a big win for uh, the women who filed these lawsuits against Deshaun Watson because now at least the majority of them get to depose him in their civil actions and we'll get somewhere. The, the thing I'll say about that, because you mentioned kicking the can, and absolutely you kick the can. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what you do uh, in most civil actions, frankly, particularly depending what side of things that you're on. And absolutely that's what they're 
we're doing here. Uh, but also what you can do is things like, hey, all of a sudden, you know, I'm not available as a lawyer. These depositions are going to take days. You'd have to block off days. I, I You just have to get through your March calendar until you get to April anyways, which was what Deshaun Watson's lawyers were attempting to do. So even where they lost, I, I don't know how many scheduling wise, uh, how many depositions are actually going to take place from a scheduling perspective. But if they do, in fact, take place before the criminal investigation is concluded, then Deshaun Watson's just going to plead the fifth yeah. to everything. So you're not going to get anything great out going of Going in a circle anyways. here. Like, it's just, so I keep laughing at it because more. it just feels ridiculous at this point. We know the outcome of what this is going to be. It's delaying and delaying and delaying and not actually getting any resolution. It is. But the one thing I'll say about this information that comes down yesterday from this ruling that basically I, in my analysis, I frankly don't think amounts to a ton, even though people are kind of making a deal about it. However, the fact that his lawyers seemed emphatic about the fact that the criminal investigation will have a conclusion by April 1st, then that gives us a timeline there of when we'll know whether he's getting charged with crimes or not. And the whole reason the NFL hasn't been able to do anything is because the NFL has a policy, and this is true across the board, the NFL's policy is if there's a pending criminal investigation, we're not going to do anything in terms of our own investigation uh, in order to disrupt a criminal investigation. In other words, we're going to give credence to their investigation first, then we'll do our own investigation and issue some sort of potential suspension, which I think we all probably think is coming at some point. The whole reason there hasn't been a trade market for Deshaun Watson is because obviously not just the heinousness of these allegations, but from a football perspective, you don't know when he's going to be able to play. And if he can come to you and play, then you don't know how long he's going to be able to play for because there's a potential, you know, a conduct policy violation that could result in a suspension of Goodness knows how many games. And those are things that you kind of need to know if you're in the market for trading for a quarterback that's as valuable on the field as Deshaun Watson from a football perspective. So if we get a resolution now from the criminal perspective, if that is in fact coming by April 1st, then it leads me to believe that then the NFL can get going on its own investigation and potential suspension. And all of this could eventually lead to Watson trade because people would be more comfortable making Mm -hmm. that trade. No, I don't disagree. I feel like that's that's what we're waiting on here to be able to get to that point where teams are finally like, okay, we know he can actually suit up for us this season and that there's not going to be any sort of legal snafus that prevent him from being on the field if you're paying all this money, giving all this draft capital, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, if you're you're talking about a guy who is very, very young, I mean, you're talking about a mid-20s quarterback who most people, of course, before all of this, considered a top-five quarterback in the league. Sure. You'd still be willing to make that trade, even if he's going to miss, you know, half a season or something. Because you'd have you're him under contract him for a while. Right. He's still very you're, young. Of course. And also, he's got the no-trade clause, so he's yep. got control over where he goes. So where he ends up, presumably, will be a place that he'll want to sign with long-term as well. So it is your future, and so you'll sign up for it, I would imagine, if you're a franchise where there is a suspension, even if it's a lengthy suspension. The problem is not knowing where the suspension is or when it's coming. When it's like, that yeah, nobody exactly. can sign up for. You can't you can't sign up for the unknown. You can deal with the known. And that's been a, a, a big sticking point here with this whole Watson situation. So I do think that component of this story from yesterday is interesting. I did want to mention that. You're right. It's just it it feels like more kicking the can down the road and 
And like I said, I mean, I'm a lawyer. I've been saying I do civil, I practice civil law. We represent a ton of NFL players. I'm very familiar with how all of this works. And, and this is exactly how it goes. Uh, lots of, you know, kicking the can down the road. Civil actions take years and years and years before they reach resolutions. But if there is a conclusion to the criminal investigation that also may inspire settlements to happen uh, where maybe otherwise they haven't happened yet. And that certainly can speak to the future of Deshaun Watson in the NFL again. So very interesting that maybe we're getting a little more clarification uh, for our quarterback that is a top five quarterback in the league. Uh, no more clarification, though, from the reigning MVP of the league in Aaron Rodgers, even though we did get the very emotional Instagram post from him. We'll see what he says. Coming up next, Barton Hahn. This is ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin has been filling in for Mike Greenberg on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.